This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Parable of the Minas Part 2, Triumphal Entry, Jesus Weeps Over Jerusalem, The Authority of Jesus, and The Wicked Tenants. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and abounding steadfast love, and forgiveness of Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions.
Almighty God, merciful Father, I, Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. with you. And also Let us pray. Merciful and everlasting God, you did not spare your only Son, but delivered him up for us all to bear our sins on the cross. Grant that our hearts may be so fixed with steadfast faith in him that we fear not the power of sin, death, and the devil. The same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, 
one God, now and forever. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 15th chapter. <clears throat> they compelled a bystander, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry Jesus' cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha! You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. When the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood facing him, saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. When evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died. And summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. And Joseph bought a linen shroud, and taking him down, wrapped him in the linen shroud and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rock. And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. 
This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right Beloved in the Lord, grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know how the hymn stands and goes. Oh, sorrow, dread, our God is dead. Choke on that one for a while. It's almost too much to fathom. In fact, it is too much to fathom. The one whose word was capable of separating day from night is now occluded in afternoon blackness. Deathless God, dead. Creator of the world laid into its bowels. This is never how it should have been. But then again, some other things are pretty inexplicable as well. Try this on for size. Over 50 million aborted in the U.S. alone since 1973. By March of this year alone, in our country, 134 mass shootings, 470 injured, 196 dead. Today, as I speak, a tyrant in Russia recruiting 100,000 more men as fodder to feed his own delusions and megalomania. Newborns with all the promise of a long life, that's what we hope for them, dying of SIDS and encephaly, 
suffering crack babies in wards all by themselves, toddlers dying of starvation because of the madness of African warlords, the old departing this life alone and unloved, often a nursing home somewhere, spouses jilted, innocence taken by force, families ripped apart by greed and the rebellion of children and the abuse of parents, people disowned and disinherited, dislanded and disjobbed, your own fellow human beings, people just like you, despised, derided, shot at, trafficked, objectified, and prostituted. Somebody's daughter. And all the raging out there, well, you know it as well as anybody else does. It's nothing like what's happening in here. Not halfway close. It's not, after all, a heart unlike yours that invented pornography. And even if it can avoid it, doesn't want to. It's not a heart unlike yours that contrived legal fictions like no-fault divorce, assisted suicide, legal abortion, and would use it if it could. It's not a heart unlike yours that is so avid for freedom from its creatureliness that it concocted sex changes and cryogenics and euthanasia and eugenics. Violence didn't emerge from nowhere. Sorry, Hobbes. It's not a social condition. It emerged in and from the same heart, so self-interested that it heaves the confidence of others into the rumor mill like a sack of grain, if only it might appear better. In and from the same heart that would have invented all of these evils and been the first one in if it didn't have to keep up the appearance and be busy condemning it. We look upon all this, and rightly do we say the outrage, the crime, the injustice of it all. And for this, Somebody's responsible. Someone has to answer. Someone must pay. And the payment is death and eternal death. But don't ask Adam to, or any of his descendants. Every one of you knows already what he would say. You've said it a million times yourself. It was somebody else, Lord, not me. In Adam's case, it was, it was the woman you gave me. Yeah, that's it. Let's play a little theodicy, shall we? You, God, you are the problem. It was a Friday afternoon, the 15th of the Jewish year, 
month Nisan, 1,990 years ago. The God whose very being is righteousness accepted a charge that he didn't invent and that he couldn't condone for a crime of which he himself was not guilty. For Adam's sin and Eve's, who would not be held to account, he held himself responsible. And for the wickedness of the heart that you inherited from them, and for all of the evil you committed since, he put himself on the hook. And in his sacred body, he bore the horror of all the death that must end the life of every daughter of Eve, every son of Adam. In his cry of dereliction, he suffered in one intense moment the eternal pain of hell, concentrated on him alone, like the light of a thousand suns reduced to a pinpoint by a magnifying glass. It should never have turned out like this. But it did. Not because God had changed. He hadn't. But because everything in his dear creation had. A creation that he loves with a perfect love. A creation that he rules with a perfect justice. Perfect love, perfect justice. One can't give way to the other lest they lose their perfections and lest God no longer be God. He can't, to be loving, cease to be just. Nor to be just can he cease to love. So here at Golgotha, on the 15th of Nisan, 1,990 years ago, God meets his match. And his match is himself. For all the injustice, his justice demands death. And love for his pitiable, aimless, death-bound creation demands life. That's the cup. It's here. Can't be withdrawn. It's the hour it has come, and it cannot be avoided. So right here, right now, justice and love must contend, and both, both remain victorious. Right here and right now, in the place of the guilty, the innocent must suffer that the guilty might be exonerated right here and right now in the place of the fallen the fallen you and me, the glorious son, must die that the fallen might be exalted. Golgotha. What John says is absolutely true. No one has ever seen God before. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, this one, Jesus, has made him known. Here on the cross is the very core of God's being, literally naked. 
despised yet glorious in his power to save, mocked yet hailed by legion angels, the only sinner yet the redemption of all sinners, God, God distilled to his essence. Perfect justice, perfect love. And it killed the Son of God that you might have life. Oh, happy sin that gained for us so great, so glorious a Redeemer. Amen. Let us pray for all people everywhere, confident that God desires to hear our fervent pleas. God the Father, as you exalted the name of Jesus because of his obedient death on the cross, empower your church throughout the world to lift up that name before all nations, that every knee may bow in faith and adoration. Lord, in your mercy, give all catechumens the mind of Christ that they may grow in their faith and knowledge of your Son and follow him all the days of their lives. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly King, make the leaders of the world to be good examples for their citizens. Guide all nations to settle their disagreements without war and bloodshed. And lead your people to do your will without hindrance or fear. Lord, in your mercy. Defend us, O Lord, from every evil of body and soul. Protect the weak and vulnerable, the hungry and homeless, the refugee who seeks shelter in foreign lands, the falsely accused, and all who suffer the ravages of violent weather. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, according to your gracious will, heal the sick, give skill and patience to their caregivers, and encourage all Christians who face death with the promise of a place in paradise with Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, your Son voluntarily went to the cross to suffer for our sins. Grant that all who eat his body and drink his blood this day may in true faith be made whole as they partake in his divine life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, O Father, for the sake of our merciful High Priest, even Jesus Christ our Lord.
Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Father, who art in heaven, Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me
In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, who has now bestowed upon you his holy body and blood, by which he has made full satisfaction for all of your sins, strengthen you and preserve you in the true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with my spirit. Bless we the Lord. Bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.